Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to another edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quattrucci. Hi, I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Debbie Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. And I'm Brad Barrowi. I'm John Quattrucci with Baby Yoda. I'm Drew Gould. Well, hey, guys. Everybody hey! Have a good week. Hey! Good it was great till hey. my uncle died. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna start on a high note. Oh, that was uh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll dedicate this show to your hear uncle. That. My uncle Abbas Debirsiagi. My wife and I are toasting him. We're uh, drinking real wine. I get a little hot cocoa. I will toast him also. Miller Life for he him. He was a great man. Baltimore City School teacher, an Iran, and a native of Iran. He was on their national soccer team. He traveled the world. And he was a chess grandmaster, and he was a hell of a guy. Well, we're sorry to hear about your loss. Yes. Like I said, we'll dedicate our 42 viewers to him on this show. <laughs> so I'm sure that'll be. Or over 7,000 if it's That'll be as big as the comp. You know, the soccer thing's mm-hmm. fine. Now, you heard he played chess as well. But this, grandmaster. this show to him, he hit the mother load. So there well, you if go. You want, if you want, Ralph, why don't you cut that tribute into the Young Frankenstein episode? <laughs> Since that's the one everybody's watching. Good idea. And Ralph, we consider you the grandmaster of Yippie Kaye. Okay, well, here we go. Speaking of which, tonight's episode <laughs> is a participation award uh, uh, because I didn't win the I didn't win the holiday roulette, but they allowed me to bring my movie anyway. But before we get into that, let's talk about what we did this week. Let's start with uh, what we saw this week. I'm sorry. Anything you want to talk about? One or two? Uh, well, Joe and Brad, what do you got? Uh, well, we watched. A Christmas vacation. Um, <laughs> um, watch, we watched um, else Christmas. You watch what? Oh, we watched Home Alone. That oh. was, we watched ah, Home Alone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love and then we finished watching Ratchet, which is very good and so set up for the second season. Sarah Paul. Ratchet. What is Ratchet? It Nurse stars Ratchet. Sarah Paulson. Oh, and that. Oh, she, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ratchet. she is playing. Yeah. Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, because yeah, it didn't get uh, great reviews the first season in general out there in the world. This is so the guys, first season, isn't it? Right. Yeah, I'm saying you like the first the, season. The, so you enjoyed the first season? I enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. I mean, you have to be ready for the gore because it, it reminds me a lot of um, American, Horror. American Horror Story. You know, they, they do a lot of gore. But, I mean, the people who were in it were fantastic. Sharon Stone was in it. Really good. Um it's just I I liked it. Good, Sharon Stone's a good actress, by the way. She gets kind of downplay a little bit, but she's pretty good. Okay, John, what do you got? Good actress. Uh, I so I watched good. I, I watched two things this week. So I'm going to take a page from Drew's uh, square. I watched finally all ten episodes of The Mandalorian dropped. I finally watched the whole series, and nice. it was awesome. In the last episode. Don't say anything. We haven't. I won't. Yet. I won't. But I will tell you this: other than the original three movies, it's the best Star Wars thing there is. And apparently, they're going to build up a whole universe based off that show. John Favreau is going to be the show. Wow! It was awesome. It, it really paid tribute to the old movies and the fans, <laughs> and also new people on it. So that's the first thing. And I also watched Cobra Kai. That's Has anyone good. seen that? Oh, so good! It is great, and William Zapka is. Awesome in that show. Explain for people who don't know what that is. What okay, that is. Cobra Kai is based on the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. It's 30 years after, 
and it's how their lives went different paths based on what happened in the movie. And the blonde guy is trying to be the good guy and it's, it's their relationship, but it's funny. Uh, A lot of references to the eighties. In fact, a lot of the songs that were in the original movie are used in this, but modern versions of it. It's really Mm -hmm. good. And I even heard Elizabeth Shue might be back as Allie in the next season. Wow. Uh, It's so good. I'm telling you. Yeah, they alluded. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So uh, I really recommend it. And I I watched that in in two days and I watched The Mandalorian in one sitting because it was awesome. I, I texted Drew at like I think it was close eleven thirty or something like that. It was late. I was I was waiting. You said you were going to watch it on Sunday. I was like, there was <laughs> he told me he said, "Have you seen the finale?" And I go, "No." He goes, uh, "Then I won't say anything, but we'll talk about it." And yeah, I, and also, now I know why. Yeah, it and also great. stay off the internet if you haven't. Yeah, seen and it. I didn't. I yeah. purposely did not, and I'm glad I didn't. And my wife, who's not a huge science fiction fan, loves the show. She loves the Mandalorian. So anyway, well, that's you know. it. yeah. Excellent. We saw Rose's approved. We got Rose's approved. Yes, Rose approved Excellent. it. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Sean and Debbie, what well, do you got? We watched the Bee Gees documentary. We oh, did oh yeah. yeah. We did too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, I had no idea that there was hate for the Bee Gees. Yeah. Oh, that was well. ridiculous. Uh, they're artists. They're like supreme. I think I it's mean, their I, disco years. Yeah, that's what it was. I love the disco disco. Yeah, I know. Me too. But that's what everybody reacts yeah. to. But, yeah. So she really got angry during the disco. Mm-hmm. Hated, oh, you know, me right. off. I hated yeah. disco, yeah. but I tell you what, I always loved the Bee Gees. Yeah, I always thought they were great. Well, they created me. They two deep, yeah. There's only two albums of the disco era I will listen to. One is Saturday Night Live Sound, Saturday Night Fever, and Casablanca Records' Greatest Hits. To me, if you have those two records, that's all the disco you need. But um, <laughs> it was an amazing story. I really liked their creative process, how they were. I really liked their relationship as brothers. And, you know, how it was a troubled relationship with brothers. We see it sometimes in podcasts. You know, they didn't have <laughs> but, um Well, there's I, always um, a – yeah, yeah. And Drew was complaining <laughs> about documentaries last week that overstayed their welcome. I think this, this one was, was like perfect length. Um, it got a great write up. Wanted me, it wanted I wanted more, but I was satisfied with what I got. It was really well done. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see it. And it was two it. hours long, which is pretty oh, cool for a single seat documentary, and it was great. And the Bee Gees, that's that's like classical music. What is that? <laughs> oh boy, no, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they're disco. No, they're not disco. But who Bee Gees? Uh, I know it does. I love the Bee Gees. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to see that doc. I think they're fantastic. Uh, by the um, way, I, I don't want to get off track, but did you guys see Peter Jackson's doing a documentary on the Beatles? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That footage is—he digitally restored the footage. It's unbelievable. They showed a clip of it. It wasn't a trailer. They showed a chunk of it, and it looks incredible and sounds incredible. Is that going to be on streaming? Yeah, they were happy. Because it's when they made uh, Come Together, I think the album was, where they were breaking up. Yeah. Uh, And uh, was uh, Get Back. Get Back. So uh, they show them happy and having a good time and nothing like like you hear about all the problems they had. But the footage – because he did, I don't know if you saw that World War One movie that he did, the documentary. Yeah, they yeah, shall not was grow old. It too. was incredible yeah. how amazing. they they digitally restored everything. It was amazing. But this, the footage looks incredible. Anyway, I didn't mean to get off track. All right. Well, I, did, I do want to say one thing about the Peter Jackson thing. I was feeling a bit down yesterday because of death, COVID, or lack of a kitchen, this and that. Sawdust. And I, I was out somewhere and someone posted the um, Peter Jackson trailer. And, you know, it's not a trailer. It's a sneak. Yeah. 
And it was just so happy to yeah. watch. And, I, you know, Beatle fanatics will tell you who have seen, because a lot of that stuff ended up on the Internet, particularly all the audio, that if you wanted to make an entirely different film, I mean, if you've seen Let It Be, it's a very depressing movie. You're seeing a band breaking up. But people are like, if you show different stuff, it's an amazing movie, and yeah. they all love each other. Well, it's and, all, and the trailer it's, showed them loving it's each other. It's 56 hours of recordings that they have wow. that he's, wow. he's put, piecing together. It's, it it's really is amazing. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, good. Can't wait. Drew, what do you got? So I, I'm looking at my list here. Uh, I actually watched, <laughs> looks like I watched 10 movies and finished the television series this week, uh, including two Paul Schrader movies. But I'm only going right. to talk about one movie, John. Just one. Well, that's I know. disappointing. I know. Well, we're running out of time this year. So. <laughs> um, it's a movie that I I wasn't super excited about. I would have seen it in the theater uh, because it's clearly built for the theater. And that's Christopher Nolan's new movie, Tenet. Um, it's hard to talk about it without giving away too much stuff because like a lot of these Christopher Nolan movies, there's puzzles. He's the guy that did Inception yeah. and the, mm-hmm. uh, the, Dark, the Knight. Dark Knight trilogy right. and, mm-hmm. uh, and Memento. Interstellar. Uh, and at first, actually, I thought that it was about people renting apartments. And <laughs> it turns out it's not, but that's kind of par for the course for a Christopher Nolan audio mix, I think. Anyway, uh, it's hard to talk about it without pulling it apart too much. It, it, I'm glad that I saw it, but I'll bring it to the podcast in the future. Wait, well, did you like it? Yes, but uh, it's it's a big but because it's I run very hot and cold with I Christopher Nolan. I like big butts. And you cannot, I cannot lie. lie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about your it, big I'll bring butt. it to an episode in the future. I saw it. I saw it. You saw um, Tenet? I did. And, At the movie um, theater? No. Streamed it. But um, I agree with, I, I, I don't know how that movie would find a wide audience. That's all I'm going to say. Well, because it's a Christopher That's Nolan movie. That's Christopher. Right. No, it's a, it's Memento. You know, Memento was one of those. It's it kind of reminded me not anyway. Memento was complicated what it was doing. And he went after this one's complex. It's complicated. It's great. It's, you know, Christopher Nolan movies look fantastic. His set pieces are amazing, but I don't know how it's going to reach a wide audience. It seems a little too, I don't know. It's you're sitting there trying to figure out and you're missing a lot of stuff because you're still trying to figure out what's going on. That's how I felt after well, I Inception watched it. was like that. I mean, yeah, it was a lot. Like and that. Not but, to be, not to be confused with it's complicated, which I believe starred Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. Right. <laughs> a different, different, <laughs> right. bad movie, but yeah. Yeah, not, um, also not good. But. Or Love Actually. That's a good one. I don't know why you're hating on that one. Uh, it's just a all right, So I saw one thing. Uh, I'm going to talk about a Netflix thing that I watched. I got hyped up about it, and I realized a lot of movies are coming out now that probably weren't good enough to go in the movie theater, so they're sticking them on a Netflix. And it's this movie called Ava with Jessica Chastain. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Where she plays kind of an assassin for hire with John Malkovich and Colin Farrell. And, you know, they get all these great people in it. And you just realize that it's kind of a mediocre. It's just it just left me feeling nothing. You know, it's supposed to be a powerful woman who's, you know, she's doing a, a role that would normally go to a guy, a lone assassin who's great at his job. He's an ex-alcoholic. And and they do all these tropes, basically. And and Gina Davis plays her mother. And it's like this soap opera around these assassination scenes. And it just kind of left me cold. It wasn't that great. And I love Jessica Chastain. Colin Farrell did that movie where he plays the assassin that's going to get assassinated. I forget that Drew probably knows that one in, what, Br- in Bruges, in Bruges yep. which I just loved. And, and this one tried to kind of do some of that stuff. And it just, you could tell they were trying. It just didn't work. 
Well, it's by but, the uh, people that did the help. And watching the help, I didn't think, oh my God, they should totally do an action movie. <laughs> oh, well, it's funny. <laughs> I didn't realize that because there's a lot of scenes where they're sitting around talking to the mother and there's these scenes with family that just feel out of, come out of nowhere. They're just not in the right place. I don't know. Yeah, they were trying was, a bunch uh, of different things. Gina Davis. I was disappointed, so she, even though it had a really, really great cast. I was disappointed in it too. Gina Davis. Oh, you saw her? Yeah. She played the best. Uh, she wasn't an assassin, but she was an the, agent. I what was that movie with Samuel uh, Jackson? The Long Good. Oh, the uh, Long Kiss was Night. Charlie Long, Long, That was so good, and she was so good in it. I love that. Directed by her husband. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's an Randy excellent Hart. Christmas film. Yeah. Yeah. Hart, that's yeah. an excellent Christmas film. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, speaking hey, of Christmas film, we're oh. to the par- participation I'm, award section of the show. Yes. And um, everyone took a vote and let me. Let's go ahead, Sean. Did, did we ask Wojo and Brad what they watched? Yeah, yes. you were sleeping yeah, through that. Yeah, we could that. go back and edit it, yeah, though. So we we do, I'm sorry, did I miss that? You did. Yes. Like me to rewind? <laughs> Put you in the rewind machine? They Hi, talked I'm about Joe it. Paul Murphy. Yeah. Remember, remember the whole nurse ratcheting? Yeah, 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 you finished. <laughs> I think because okay. the, the intro uh, took yeah, yeah, minutes, listen, I Sean, think that's Sean. why. You had a tough day. We can't, you know, no yeah. one's blaming yeah. you. So okay. We can fix it. No, we day. can fix that in post, right? We'll fix it all in post. We'll fix that. Next week, you can tear into me again. It'll be fine. I'll do that. All, good. all right, so today's movie that I got to bring as a participation award is this fantastic Christmas film. Uh, family favorite for everybody, I think. You guys have all seen this, right? Yep. Yes. I'm only going to show, I'm not going to show yeah, a trailer. we had to watch for this. I want to show, <laughs> show the clip that epitomizes the movie for me and for Christmas, the way I feel at the end of Christmas every year. Where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, we're all in this together. This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on, and we're going to have the hap-hap-happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny f***ing K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney night, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nuthouse. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. Movie written by John Hughes. Uh, obviously not directed by John Hughes. Directed, directed by, by Jeremiah Chechik. May I tell you a story about him? Oh, uh, wait, do I need to line up the bell? Do we get the bell ready? Yes, ring the bell. Back in the olden days, when I was in advertising and a producer, um, <clears throat> Jeremiah Chechik was an incredibly hot commercial um, director um, back in the late 80s. Before this movie came out, I was instructed by one of the art directors at the agency I worked for to get Chechik's reel. You know, in the series, we always wanted to work with top directors, but also he had done some spots we wanted to rip to, you know, use scenes from to do our ripomatics where we like make right. simulated commercials to get clients to make commercials. So I think they knew what we wanted. So I called Jeremiah Chechik's company. I think he was like in Minnesota or something. And they're like, who are you? I'm like Smith Burke and his um, haven't heard of you. I go, we, actually, we want to copy your reel. Um, I don't, I don't think we're going to send it. Who are your clients? And I want to tell you something as a producer, the thing that was all, and, and Drew could talk, probably talk to his wife. People are sending you reels all the time when you're with a major agency. And here's some people they are not going to send us a reel. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, we have Playboy. We have Trump Plaza Hotel and Casino. And they go, oh, okay, do you have any boards for us? We'll send you the reel if you have boards, you know, a script. And I'm like, 
Well, we haven't got a script for it yet, but, you know, we, we, we were hoping to show you're real to get the client interested in working with you. And they're like, in your work. Oh, in his yeah. work. In, in the, yeah. Oh, yeah. The so work. They're yeah. like, okay, we'll send you the real. I mean, we were agency, <laughs> uh, we were named top agency in the Southeast that year. And Chetik's <laughs> company wouldn't even send us their real. I had to beg. For his reel. That's how hot he was. Did you I think have, did the you spot have, we really wanted was, you may remember it, it was a Michelob spot with Frank Sinatra, which did a song, The Way You Look Tonight. Fantastic commercial. And we oh, wanted to I use shots from it and something we were doing. So, I mean, they knew we were, you know, what we were. We ended up not, I think we bid them on a Trump Hotel spot, but they were way too expensive when we went with someone All right, else. So you never worked with them? No, but I was oh. given the um, cold shoulder by his. Uh, oh. I mean, <laughs> if, I, if I if I told those stories, I'd be ringing the bell. That's not really worth a bell. I think that's definitely worth a ring. <laughs> I mean, I've been blown off many times in the. Okay, whatever. Um, uh, this is actually his first film. Yes, that he that he directed, and I had a lot of fun listening to the cast. Uh, everybody but Chevy Chase did the commentary. I just watched it right before the podcast because I wanted to get some insight, and I had more fun listening to those guys talking about the film than actually watching the film. I normally, I, I love director commentaries, but sometimes I feel like they get a little too self congratulatory. They love to just say mm-hmm. how smart they are, and everybody they work with is the greatest writer, the greatest production, the greatest shooter, mm-hmm. all this stuff. They talked about they did a little bit of that because they always have to do that because it's, you know, they're creating film, selling the film, they're selling the film. But they really got into the fact of how much they just enjoyed working on the film together, especially with all those old actors that came in, the John Randolph and the Eli Wallach, I think, and the woman who played Betty Boop. And and the other thing that blew my mind is that guy, uh, the older guy, what's his name? William William Hickey was 54 years old when he did that film. (laughs) 54. Okay, that blows my mind. Yeah, but um, Eli Wallach it, wasn't in this movie, just so everyone knows. Yeah, who was who was the? Uh, I, I don't know who you're talking about, so I can't <laughs> I can't tell you. He who looks Eli- like Eli Wallach. Oh, oh you're kidding me? Well, I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. E.G. Marshall. E. Marshall. Yes. Yeah, looks just e. like Marshall. Eli Wallach. Yeah, good call on that one. And even Randy Quaid sounded normal on the commentary. He was a lot of fun. Oh, he did the commentary. Yeah. Um, it must have been a long time. Yeah, ago. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really. This is when he wasn't totally off the thing. And Beverly D'Angelo was on there. She was fantastic. Uh, and I really enjoyed listening to them as I watched it again. And it just made me love the film even more. And they really got hung up on the scene we talked about last week or two weeks ago in the attic. The the Super 8 scene yeah. and the movie scene and how that kind of made everybody feel like that this is basically they were making a family film with a little bit of R-rated stuff in there and and how much they enjoyed making the film. And And I just I find this film, it's become my I told you guys, my two films that I watch now love actually in this one. Uh, Christmas story I love but it's just been overplayed I can't do that anymore uh, and it just made me love this film again and this, this that scene I showed you is my favorite when he drops the F-bomb about Danny Kay it just summed up how everybody feels at wow. Christmas it's just like we're going to have fun damn it it's going to be fun no matter what happens <laughs> and then you have an early uh, uh, Julia Lee Dreyfus before she hit it big they were making mm-hmm. comments that she has more money than any of them now because mm-hmm. she hit it Seinfeld hit after this film for her um, she has a lot of money anyway. stuff. And she's the part of the from, Dreyfus financial fund. She had plenty of money she's, she's, before she's Seinfeld. But um, and Johnny Galecki, <laughs> I guess he's in. What's he in that show? Uh, Big Bang know, Theory. That that yeah. show. 
Um, he's been on Roseanne, the reboot. A couple he was ago. the highest paid actor on TV while he was doing uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Are they really? But I love when they switch out the, the sons and the daughters all the time. I mean, yeah. Julia, oh, Ju- Juliette Lewis was in this as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I liked her when a, she was young. I can't stand her as, as her career progressed. Who, Julie? Julie Lewis. Yeah. Well, she did that Cape Fear right after this. Yeah. I she thought was, she was amazing. She was great. She was, wasn't yeah. she nominated for an Oscar? I think she was. She was great. I think she was. And then I don't um, think she got nominated again. No. Now she's she a She was rock good, and roll though, band. in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Yeah. That and period of her career. But once she got later. That was early on, yeah. And then well, she, she started doing, on. you know, she did the Oliver Stone movie and the California and all those kind of stuff. That I thought did California was good. Yeah. She did that um, Woody Allen film, Husbands and Wives, I think it was. I didn't was see that. Was she in Parenthood, too? I don't remember. Um, yeah, she was in Parenthood. But anyway, it's a tip. You guys talked about Home Alone. This is a typical John Hughes, very, very funny movie laced with uh, character development and just, just, um, you know, wonderful feelings about family. And as Chevy Chase is playing, you know, this caricature of Griswold, but he, you know, he brings a lot of warmth to that part. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff going on in there that uh, is not written in the page, but John Hughes always puts in his movies. A little connection like to Home it. Alone. It gets me every time. A little connection to Home Alone. Christopher Columbus was supposed to direct this movie, and he met with Chevy Chase a couple of times and went to John Hughes and said, I cannot direct this guy. I do not want to direct this movie. And, and he hadn't done a big movie. So John Hughes said, okay, we'll take you off this and we'll put you on Home Alone. And Home Alone was oh, a, wow. a huge, <laughs> huge movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and everyone says Someone that about Chevy Chase. Like working with Chevy Chase, he did not want to work with Chevy Chase. He said it was going to be. He knew after two meetings, he was not going to be able to direct Chevy Chase. And everything you hear about the movie, as good I, as good as I think Chevy Chase is in it, he is incredibly difficult to work with because he oh, yeah. he's done certain. He's always ways. been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, they were very deferential to Chevy Chase. He right. wasn't it, there obviously during the what's, track. Uh, right? What's his? What's what's Chevy's problem? Egomania. Yeah. Well, bit. yeah. He wants things. Hostility. He wants. He was things doing things like way. like the little the little Galecki was saying that Chevy would would be off screen and he'd point to him to tell him when to do the line so it's perfectly timed so it's perfectly comedy time. And he would tell Beverly D'Angelo, "Here's what I want you to do when you come out of the house: throw the glass in the yard. That'll be funny." He was very into telling them how comic timing should work, but they were all you know they didn't. Speak obviously, they're not going to speak a bad word about him. On their well, because they made millions thing. from him, right? Because mm-hmm. without him, they wouldn't. But if you're a director, right. and they did the two movie, more after this one, this right. was, I think, the second in the series. Third, I think. European Vacation was number two. Was before this? Europe, what yeah. about Vegas? Yeah, the only Vegas movie I like are the, are the first, this one in Vegas. Oh, I didn't know they did. It oh, Vegas. I didn't know. Vegas, Vegas was Vegas funny. Vacation. Yeah. Pick a hand. Remember they went to that casino? That Pick casino, yeah. Pick a number between one and three, and they, and they always lose. The casino always won. Anyway, I could talk about it all day long, but I'd rather hear what you guys have to say because, you know, I, I mentioned it when I did the roulette. I know this is a participation award thing, but anybody else who uh, – Drew, well, what I do you think? I want to say one thing because I'm going to ask you a question about okay. the commentary track. Was Beverly D'Angelo on it? Yes, she was. Did she talk about that last group scene where she's holding Chevy's penis the whole Yes, time? she did. Yes, she did. I've watched this movie many times until I just heard her on a podcast. I didn't realize that she was grabbing his penis the whole time. Oh, well, they, that scene comes in, the SWAT team comes in, and yeah. they go freeze, and she just grabs you him know, by the I thing. Noticed that? I didn't. <laughs> Boy, I didn't pick up on that. 
Oh, you guys, it's, it's like, it's great. I mean, she's. In, and then after she shakes hands with the she, um, wife. She goes right back down. He slams his penis. Yeah, I'll, I'll dig it up while you guys talk about it. All right. I you can know, dig that the up. The funny thing is, the director. I don't need to say it again. They were doing it. She, she was on That's the That's my show, podcast. Brad. If I want to show it, I'm going to show You're it. You're right. It is your show. All right. It's all right. And I think probably Wojo has her hand on your penis, your, your thing. So that's oh, why you're not showing oh me. Is that what's going on? God. Come on. Uh, Ralph's been drinking a little bit. No, I have not. That is a, that's a funny scene. And they're all, if you see them, if you watch that scene again, they're all doing specific character things when they're frozen. Like Eddie's wife is protecting him because he kidnapped the guy and, and there's Diane Lane is sitting on lad is sitting under somebody. You got to look at that scene again. And she, she asked the director if he could, she could do that. And he said, yeah, go for it. And now, that's different than what she said in the podcast. She said that she did it with Chevy and she did it on the last set of takes. And that the director didn't even notice it until they were editing. Get out of here. Cause it's so obvious. I mean, it's, it's, well, I, I guess it isn't because you guys haven't seen I, it. I didn't well, know. I didn't notice that. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, Drew, did you have you did you watch this one? Well, you guys were talking about the director before, and I feel like I run really hot and cold on his movies. Like it, it's whether I connect with the characters and how much exposition there is, whether that enhances or retards the flow of the story. And so, like, I I really didn't care for stuff like um, I, I didn't really care for Memento, but I loved The Prestige and Interstellar. I didn't care for Inception that much. And this one, Tenet, is sort of, it's like it's about, it's about, <laughs> which I really like movies about time travel. And, <laughs> excuse me. And um, it reminded me, I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a, a, a movie, it's a Spanish language film called Time Crimes, and it has a lot of similar stuff of like, are you seeing yourself and what's happening when, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> this kind of time travel is weird because it, it's more about inverting people and inverting objects that's how you travel through time, which is, that's, it's kind of, that's more complicated and less interesting. than oh, it might Well, I think Tancock did it right with the big sled. I think that's how you're going to go. If you're going to travel through time. And I see how that relates to this film. So I appreciate your, uh, your outlook on this. I think, I Drew Rich, I think he made a valid point, Ralph. I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh, anybody did else? John and Debbie, did you? Cop story? Did what? What? I want to tell you my time cop story. This taught me a very valuable lesson in Hollywood. A producer walked up to me. You know, well, I knew it sounds producer, like a yeah, joke. Yeah. A producer walked into a bar. A producer said to me, Sean, what did you think of the movie Time Cop? And I said, Oh, God, I thought it sucked. And she goes, Well, the producer wants to read your script. And I'm like, <laughs> You know, it had its we really did have its moments. <laughs> oh, you meant Time Cop. Oh, t- Time yeah. Cop. Time yeah. Cop. Yeah. Bon yeah. was good. You like mentioned that, that story. You never said a bad word. I thought you said mime cop. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you said cop and a half. <laughs> that sucked. Oh, I don't that want to say did that. suck. Time cop was good. Yeah. So, so, uh, John, do you find this to be a family friendly film? I I do actually. I mean, okay. look, the the last scene is just a rip off of the first movie. That's why they do it. Right. Because that was one of the funniest scenes in that first movie was when he went off in the car. So, of course, they got to copy that for this one. But to me, and we talked about this last week, what I love about this movie, the whole movie is about he just wants his kids to have a great Christmas. That's what he wants. 
the whole, well, whole movie, family, not with just everything else that's happening around him. And it, he's hilarious in it. His facial, that, that scene with the gorgeous woman in the, in the store when he's getting flubbed up his words. That's a funny scene. And then the kid catches him and he, he realizes the kid's looking at him. I, I, I love it. I think it's funny. And I think it's all about family in the end when they're all watching all the chaos and the fire, the, 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 the sled with the fire on it. And even cousin Eddie, who is, is just this reprehensible character, did something really nice for Clark by bringing the boss in. Wow, well, yeah, he ended, okay. up, he ended up saving the day, kidnapping the guy, kidnapping whatever the boss. Yeah, but I did. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, watching it again. It's like there are moments in it that are that are really family oriented, right? Right. About Christmas. That's what I love about this movie. With all the chaos and all the slapstick, there are real moments of genuine warmth in the movie amongst all the chaos, and that's why I think it's a movie you could watch every Christmas and still enjoy it. So I did. I like. It. I love it a lot. I do not disagree. Um, any, uh, uh, well, Joe and Brad, what do you guys, uh, you want to go? Yeah, go ahead. So, um, I enjoyed the movie. Oh, that's, uh, oh, wait. I feel like I need to see every Christmas. It, you know, it's, if you, if you're going to talk about Christmas movies, I'd prefer to see every Christmas. I'd watch Home Alone again before I watch this again. I <laughs> great Christmas movie. <laughs> I think When Harry Met Sally is a great <laughs> Christmas holiday movie. It's okay, but I think, I mean, John was talking about the scene at the jewelry store. I feel like that's, that's like every single Chevy Chase movie. They do that. Like with the, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of predictable. But and, not with the kid there. That's what made that funny to me. The kid's yeah. looking at him and then, Hey, Rusty. Yeah. And he like, he got caught, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, there were some funny parts in it. I did not find it to be the, the, the best movie, the best Christmas movie I've ever seen. Um, I mean, okay. I think, I agree with that statement, Brad. Well, yes, uh, I do agree with that statement. That's I gotta say, I love this film. Oh. I, I <laughs> oh, there you go. Family film. Yeah. It's just uh, the one uh, scene that cracks me up every time is Randy Quaid in his speedos, leopard speedos, <laughs> with his he's he's filling up the his open bathrobe, <laughs> his, and, and he's got his t-shirt tucked in his speedos. That's at the pool scene. Where, oh, my God. I laughed so hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, it's, uh, Clark is uh, dreaming that. about the woman. They're all, oh, yeah, they're yeah, all yeah, playing yeah. at the pool. He shows up. Hilarious. Now, did you guys know the little girl, the little Rose, I forget her name, who comes up? Is there a Santa Claus? That cute little girl is the girl from Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I, I had no idea. And, and she. Ruby um, Rose. Ruby Rose. In she this was film. in a, a couple other things. And then she quit. And. She, I can't remember if she became, she became an advocate for um, child actors. Oh, wow. Because of some, some experience some she had. Shenanigans going on on the set? Um, I think late. it was more not being taken advantage of physically, but I think it was just being, having. Oh, the way they get abused. Uh, you know, well, there's the a lot of scenes right. in this film where Johnny Galecki couldn't be in the scene because it was later than. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that scene where Clark first turns the lights on, he has that all the lights go on mm-hmm. and he goes down the line and hugs everybody. And he comes up, he goes, mm-hmm. uh, he goes, Rusty, Aud- whatever, Audrey. He wasn't even the scene. He just said the name because the kid was sleeping <laughs> somewhere. Uh, a lot of good insight in the commentary. I, I, I just really like this film. Um, uh, Drew, any more thoughts on this one? One of the problems they have with a movie is that you can't understand what's happening in it. You know what I mean? Drew, I don't know. What are you saying? When you're inverted, you have to wear an oxygen mask so you don't oh, suffer. 
on the air. This I, are you? Do you have a stake in this film? Because I, 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 uh, I, I, well, the the problem is that there's a lot of talking through masks that you can't hear, and the audio mix is mix is already really against. Yeah, his mixes the are always funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he's been doing that since the Dark Knight, especially Dunkirk, yeah. now in Tenet. Yeah, and so it 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 gets mixed too low, and you got a lot of people talking. Drew, is it is it, is this week your turn? Is that why you're doing this? <laughs> Because your turn was skipped over. Uh, no, so he was, just, no, John. Actually, he was last week. He's reversing into this. So he did Christmas Vacation two weeks ago. Right. <laughs> actually, in the future, and we brought him back in. So right. can you right. take what he did on the other one and insert it in this? That's what we're going to do, but then okay. it's going to be backwards. He'll be talking right, be backwards. Inverted. It'll okay. be very strange. All right, it's going to be inverted. Oh, okay. I, have, so, I have a question oh. for everyone. You yeah, I got something to say. So, <laughs> but you have a question. Oh, wait, wait, you Here have a go. question, and Debbie's going to ask it. Is that? It's going to be time travel and religion. It's going to have something to do with DNA. We're going there. Okay. So, I had an idea. You know, so if you have a, a relationship that's not working out for you, you know, maybe oh, this is for Ralph. Maybe a child or a, a person. Oh, okay, not a husband. Or a husband, maybe. But say, say you're estranged. So here's an idea. You go knock on their door and you say, oh, I just went back in the future because I invented a time machine and I went back and I fixed it all. And it'll it'll get to you and you'll be happy to see me now in about five minutes because that's when the time travel will take its effect. You like that idea? Yeah, but you see oh, how I'm shaking my head. Did everyone else have edibles or something before yeah. this? Yeah, do you, do you see? I'm shaking my head. I'm like, on? Are, am I in the wrong podcast right now? What is going and that's, that's, well, this is the feeling you have when you watch. I, want to tell, if I do have a serious question for everybody. I do want to say something you know what? That, did that I thought was hilarious. Her mother was in the hospital, and she drove to Ohio to see her, but didn't tell her she was there. And so she calls her on the cell phone. And um, she's talking to her mother, saying, how are you feeling? And all she goes, and she goes to her mother, goes, hey, what's this button on here that says teleport? I wonder if I should touch it. And, and her mother's like, no, don't touch that button. If and she goes, I'm going to touch it. And she touched it. She I see her, I'm going to touch it. And, that, and with that touching and with that saying, I opened the room to her hospital bed. And I said, you see, Mom, it's the teleportation. She goes, oh, my God. I'd like to go back in time to the beginning of this podcast. Can you tell that we're at the end? Can you tell that <laughs> we're at the end? I suddenly became busy this evening. I, this is the I was going to bring up, I thought the funniest scene is the movie when he passed the, uh, remember the old days with the bulbs, when he passed that giant ball of the wound up bulbs? And he goes, yeah. hey, Rusty, why don't you clear this up? He goes, bit of a knot. You have to check every bulb. A little knot here. You work on that. That was like the old days. Look, look. Sure the lights, make sure the lights were all working. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie was great in Vacation, the first one. Okay, but he was out of his mind in this one. He was great, and they were talking about he walks around half the movie with an Evian bottle in his pants too. That I was now I got to watch the movie to look for because Randy Quaid is nuts. But in this, in this, yeah. he was great in this. And the, I like the woman playing his when wife. You could see the. The undershirt, the dicky, the little square yeah, made dicky. You see the black so, dicky. Oh, yeah, the white shirt with a black dicky. Yeah. So many good things going on in here. I, I uh, have a question. Why is Drew talking about a different movie? In all honesty, I don't I, understand. Oh, time travel. I, think, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let me let fairly. me say something. 
So oh, in a go. lot of the interviews, Christopher Nolan has said, oh, I'm, I'm a big, a big influence of mine is, is Michael Mann. Now I love Michael Mann. He did heat and a lot of oh, other yeah. you know, the inside, a lot of incredible Manhunter. movies. Didn't do Manhunter? I don't know if you guys ever saw Black Hat. That was his movie with Chris Hemsworth. No, that was supposed to be really bad. It's basic. Well, yeah, it's it's a good comparison because it's like all these things happening against striking urban architecture, but you don't really know what's going on, and that's what Tenet feels like. It's it's actually it might almost be a clever. Movie. I'm not sure <laughs> the story of what's happening and what and why, but it's not. It doesn't really come through in the movie. I mean, there are like really important plot points and revelations that are single lines that you don't hear, and sometimes you don't even realize you missed it until you read a review or something later, and it. It's very frustrating. I tell you, I watch the film and I'm like, what is going on? And, you know, That's the guy playing the right lead, now. not the lead, but the guy playing the bad guy. Uh, what's what's going the, who's on? that actor? English Kenneth guy. Brenna. It was fantastic. As but, Drew, do you think in a future episode you'll bring Tenet to the table? I would be very happy to bring this to a future episode. And I just did. <laughs> hey. Whoa. So, wait a minute, well, Mike. They're going to do that. So, remember that scene in when Harry met Sally? Uh, when, I'm going to mute you guys. Mute, mute, mute. Where's the mute? That's no, not a my holiday. Is, Go ahead. At what point did you stop thinking Chevy Chase was funny? I in real life? You mean in the movie or in real life? In movies. Oh, in I would movies. say that this was the last movie I thought he was funny in, but that's, be, I, that's because I thought this came after Las Vegas Vacation. He was actually. Well, I tell you what, he was in. He was in one other movie where his wife was, um, where he was playing a writer. Oh, that's Funny, funny Farm. That's yeah. fantastic. George I Roy liked Roy. that. I thought he was good in that. Yeah, the mailman's was, great in that. He was he good is, in the first uh, season of Community. He was really funny in that. Yeah, yeah. he was. He was, good. He he was good. good. I know they hated him, but, but he was funny. Yeah, in him too, yeah. yeah. But he's starting to do a shtick now. He's also in uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Did you ever see that classic? Yeah. He plays oh, the yeah. repairman, right? He plays the repairman. Yeah. You know, Chevy was always the smartest guy in the room in his own mind. From what I understand from the way they talk about how he talks about uh, co- comedic timing and all that stuff. So, but uh, this, I, I just really enjoy him. I thought he was great in this. But Cops and Robertsons, did you ever yeah. see that? That's yeah, just yeah. a bad film. I mean, is that his yeah. fault or writing, directing? No, he had a lot of bad shtick in it. I yeah. mean, I thought I was like with my jaw open watching that film saying, didn't anyone realize that this wasn't working? Well, if all? you watch Fletch, he's very Fletch good has Fletch. so much shtick. Yeah, he's very good, but it's all shtick. It's his shtick that he does it all the time. It is a lot of shtick, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, this I think this is a fun one for the last podcast in 2020. Yippee Kaye Mother Podcast from 2020. Drew, do you have anything else you'd like to say before we uh, wrap this one up? Well, actually, you guys were talking about penises before, and I don't know. You were talking about the the last movie that Chevy Chase was funny in. You guys remember Nothing But Trouble? Oh yeah, with Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd takes his nose off and it looks just yeah. like a penis, and Chevy Chase is really confused. Dan Aykroyd directed that. Yeah, I I think that movie is funny. A friend of mine was working Horrible. with uh, Dan. That's Aykroyd. your last word for 2020. That's it. <laughs> no, I would love to know what you actually think of Christmas vacation. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you. That, you know what? That deserves a ring. That was good. Mojo, I got to give you that one. <laughs> All right. So let me just tell the Chevy. I have one one story. I'm, uh, a friend of mine worked with Chev with um, not Chevy Chase with Dan Aykroyd on a What's movie. What's your friend's name? I don't want to give it because okay. it's not a fun, you know. But um, oh. <laughs> so, um it's Schmevy Schmevy. The week it's the week that nothing but trouble came out. 
And Chevy addressed the cast and crew that morning. And he said, um, hey, I just want to tell you my movie, uh, Nothing But Troubles, coming out today. If you want to see it, I would try to catch it this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. Demi Moore was in that, too. It was terrible. Oh, she was horrible in it, too. Was it Demi or was she Demi? She was Demi back then. So, Ralph, we're not doing one next week because you said this is the last one for this year. This is this will this well the week before. This, there's still another week before Christmas and New Year's. Well, we'll do it, but I won't put it out well, till. I mean, after. If you want, I can go back. We can do more episodes. I yeah, don't, yeah, Drew, right. can you do something to get us back like, a couple weeks so we have no, another absolutely. one? Absolutely, I'll take care of that. Drew, for you. got it. You, you better do. You better do the exact same thing for that strange thing that you guys do after this one. That's called movie strange. Well, no, movie we, strange. I want to see the it. whole tenant thing again. We did it already. Oh, <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> Uh, all right, so, so next week. listen, everybody have a nice holiday. Christmas is in a few days. For those who days, celebrate Christmas, you know. have a very Merry Christmas, you guys. Merry nice Christmas, holidays. Guys. Now, we're going back to our regular rotation starting next podcast, which uh, is, I think we may take a break and then do it in the fall, in the, in the new year or not. The fall? We're going to do it in the fall? No. <laughs> when it falls on, whatever day it falls on, when I say it's So are be we on. not recording one next week? We can if you guys want to, but it won't, to. it won't come out. It's how bad the movie is you're going to pick. <laughs> I'm about to tell you what the movie is. It's okay? going to be from 1971, so let's see. Nope, nope. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Starring Robert De Niro, Charles Grodin. Oh. Anybody? Midnight, Midnight Run. Run. Midnight Run. Great movie. Oh, you'll like that. You've seen that, Michelle. Great movie. Yeah. Michelle, Sean says you're going to like it. Yeah, Drew, did you Midnight see this Run? in the future? Oh, it is so one good. of my it is one of my favorite movies that I haven't yet seen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see it now. So that'll does be the next film we do. Travel? <laughs> it involves travel. A, it does involve yes, it does travel. Involve a lot of travel. Um, and then we'll get back on our regular rotation, starting with me, which has been Midnight Run, and then uh, we'll figure out what the order is. Oh, and plenty of great guests next year in the podcast. Yes. If we can, if you guys can pull that off, that'd be fantastic. I can. Pull I it sent off. a list three weeks ago. You didn't send uh, I th- it, Michelle. You didn't send no, your think, I think that went right <laughs> in my spam. That went into my spam folder. Let me check. I'll check my spam folder. Uh, it might have gone. Actually, in I got another message from the guy um, on Twitter with um, the the um, the guy on Twitter. One guy. Three day weekend movie. Weekend. Oh, okay. That's so. You know, speaking of messages, I've got a message for all of our fans. Oh, please <laughs> subscribe, share, like. We want to, 2021, we'd like every video to be like Young Frankenstein with over yep. almost 8,000 views. Unbelievable. Okay? Nice. Yeah, we would love that. And listen to us and tell people about us. We got a great show here. I mean, tonight wasn't one of the shows that's great, but, th- <laughs> but in general, in general, we do some great shows. So please, uh, this show is no different than all our other shows. So let's no, just I, be could fair. you put that clip at the beginning? Of I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I would try that, but you guys can't handle the professional things I need to do to make that happen. It gets too complicated. Oh, professional so, things. Yeah, professional. Yeah. Exactly. So like that happy debacle. New Year, everybody. I'm glad 2020 is almost over. Merry Christmas. Honest. Happy New Year to yeah. all of our fans. Uh, everybody have happy safe. New I New hope Year. everybody's safe. To all my mother podcasters. There you go. This uh, <laughs> this was dedicated. I think I'm to, cry. 
This fine show is dedicated to your uncle, so I hope he's proud of it. Uncle Abbas de Beer Siagi. One more, one Rest more. Rest in peace. Rest, in, Rest peace. in peace. Rest in power. Rest in power, Rest uncle. In power. Rest in power. Okay. Okay, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.